Today's podcast features Spilsby Primary Academy in Lincolnshire, an inspirational school who have taken on the Cornerstones curriculum and adapted it for their setting in creative ways. The podcast was recorded on site, so apologies for any variations in sound quality. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. I'm Melanie Moore and I'm your host and today I'm at Spilsby Primary School in Lincolnshire um, with Andy Clark, head teacher. Hello, Hello. Andy. And Mel Stanbrook, Chair of Governors. Hello. Hello. So thank you for inviting me here today to visit your brilliant school. Um, I will also say that we've had uh, a quick tour of the school um, this morning and I'd love to pick up on some of the things that I've seen going on in the school as, as we chat. Um, so shall we start by uh, asking you to tell me just a little bit about Spilsby and the uh, co- context, the community that you're in here? Okay, so uh, we have got 214 children on roll at the moment. Um, one class uh, per year group, uh, except in year five where we've got two due to the number of children we had when we started the reception. Uh, we've got about 40% of people premium and about uh, one third spent on the special needs register. Thanks, Andy. And what kind of community, um, or how would you describe the local community? What's your sort of context? A lot of people move into Spilsby. They've been relocated from kind of bigger areas and they come over to Lincolnshire or they are families that have only ever lived in Lincolnshire and kind of not gone anywhere else. Um, so there are kind of difficulties that kind of arise because of kind of the move, the moving and, and the movement of the children. Um but yeah, no, it's, we get a good mix of children here, don't we? Um, and I should also say to our listeners, you are Chair of Governors, but you're also a police officer as well. So yes. that should give our listeners <laughs> some, sort of a, some sort of idea of how involved the community is with this school. And we'll sort of unpick that a little, little bit as we go through the podcast. So obviously today I've seen some brilliant work all across school, right from reception up to year six, some fantastic curriculum work going on. But in terms of designing your curriculum... Could you just tell me a little bit about how you've gone about that? Yep, can do. Uh, so, so one of the things I wanted to do was uh, have a creative curriculum to begin with. Uh, one which uh, kind of immerses the children in the classroom um, and also just to get parents involved uh, more in school. Um, we come up with the projects that were, we had available to us uh, could really um, hit that. We, we, we tend to, in Key Stage 2, we tend to change uh, topics every half term. So the classrooms would change around, the project books would change around, um, and the children would know before the half term or before the full term that they were coming into a brand new topic. Um, With Key Stage 1, we've done something slightly different. Uh, The classrooms are, I would say, probably a lot more immersive, aren't they? Yeah. Um, It's quite a large effort to turn those classrooms around. They are are really fun. They are literally walking into their topic and walking into that environment. So what we do is we um, intermingle two topics together. So, for example, our year one and two are doing paws, claws and whiskers this half term. And then they will go into wriggle and crawl for the second part of the big term or the half term. So then the classrooms don't change round, but there is slight adaptions. So just to sort of create the picture for people listening, when you go into those, when you go into the key stage one currently, there's a sort of a jungle vibe to the classrooms. So there's a common link between two different projects, but you've picked out a theme that links it all together. Every summer term, what we aim for is the three classrooms 
so reception year one and year two to have roughly the same thematic approach yeah. so um in the two-year cycle that we run this current one is the jungle theme so reception are doing uh, the wild adventures and then one two are doing the wriggle and the crawl and uh, porticles and whiskers on the next cycle it's uh, the beach theme that all that whole area will be converted into a seaside uh, resort yeah, which seems to work really well and there is that sort of lovely cohesion between the different year groups You've, there's definitely some sort of uh, consistency across across both classes and in uh, key stage two just tell me a little bit about how you organize the project learning in key stage two so we're uh, three and uh, year three and four and year five and six share the projects so uh, this term uh, we're looking at uh, Peasants, Princes and Pestilence in Year 5-6. Did well get in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit more alteration. Burns, Bobtons and In, in yeah, Years 3 and 4. So they have shared planning time together. They have uh, PPA time in order just to get ideas for the project initially. And then they filter that with the children's ideas about where they want the project to take and where they want to go with it. And it's lovely having those two classes of children absolutely love working together. Um, kind of a bit of peer mentoring, a bit of kind of checking each other's work. Um, so with kind of the year three, four and kind of year five and six working on the same topic, although they're different age groups, mm. they really do kind of build on each other's and each other's ideas and kind of work ahead, you know, of kind of sometimes where, where they would normally do if they weren't engaging with that other class. So it, it works really, really well. It's, it's playing to each other's strengths. Yeah, well. it and is. What, what we're trying to do, uh, do during staff meetings is for them to take place in different year groups. So every staff member can see the different elements within each classroom and maybe take ideas back to their own. So it's all about uh, common practice and, and picking out the best ideas. Which is brilliantly leads me on to my next question, which was, how do you make sure that everybody is involved in designing and, and planning the curriculum? And I have to say as well, I've also seen some examples of children being involved in planning and adapting and being flexible with with the learning journeys that you're on so go back to my first bit of the question which is how do you make sure that everybody's involved in the planning so initially at the during the summer term for, for the next academic year we would sit down and actually lay out the two-year cycle what we want the projects uh, to look like think about the classes of children that are coming through whether boy heavy girl heavy um, the different needs and then tailor the projects according according to that. And then with that, uh, once we know what the project is, we then kind of share ideas about how we can launch it, any wow days, any trips. Um, can we bring the community in just to kind of launch the project with that as well? And then just sharing ideas if a staff member maybe have moved classrooms or I did that then and then just, just bring yeah. in new ideas at all times. Um, just to pick up on what you said as well earlier um, about the fact that you, your staff are now becoming the curriculum experts themselves because they've done this two-year cycle now, um, maybe some of them a few times, and when they come back to the beginning of the two-year cycle, they are doing more design work and more tailoring and improving how they did it yeah. the last time. We are really, really lucky, due to kind of our social media presence as well at school, um, they we get contacted by companies that say absolutely love what you're doing this is what we can offer you and and they are kind of Lincolnshire companies and they say we can come to you or can you come to us so it really really works because we can say yep because in 12 months time we'll be doing this again and we would love to involve you how would that look what can we get out of it mm. and so so you really are building it and, and we are getting those approaches all the time the children prior to their topic starting as well 
design their own project books. So you, you almost see an immediate visual grab of what the children are going to be most interested in. So with oh, Prince's Peasants and Pestilence, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, some of the children um, really, really like the rats, the rats theme, but some of them will, will go for kind of the medicine side of it. And you, you automatically get that grab, that visual grab, because it's on the front of their yeah. books. Um, they make things for their own classroom. Um, in year five's class, in Miss Campion's class, um, the children actually say what they want on the wall and what they want to actually walk into in their classroom. So it's pretty amazing, really. To it's brilliant. She really, yeah, she does work with the children, and so they design what they want on the wall yeah. and, and what's coming. So and really, really good. I think one of the strengths is um, because our staff know, know our children. Yeah. They are such a good team. They can see where they want the project to go. And with the children's help, they can design the classroom and make it more immersive. Yeah. I know for um, the Riddle and Crawl, Porticles and Whiskers, children's I have um, ropes and vines to make the classroom. Yeah. They brought those immersive. in? Yeah, yeah, so they wanted it in their classroom. Wow. Yeah. And just tell tell the listeners about your, I keep getting the, the term wrong, um, the, the project boards that you've got. So the learning journeys, you call, call them learning journeys in Key Stage 1, and... Project Arrows, am I right? Yeah, right. Project tell, Arrows. Tell us about those. So every classroom has got a board with a, with a learning journey or a Project Arrow on that, that kind of sets out the journey or the pathway throughout the term. So it'll be week one, week two, week three, all the way up to year six. So the children can see where the learning is going. If they were doing some work in week two or three, then it could build on to a wow event in week six. It's worked really well in the past where if it's done a piece of writing or some painting or a display, and say, right, we need to get this going because in week six, yes. parents are coming in yeah. and then you know, we yeah. need to get ready for them. And also on the flip side, if we're if we're halfway through the topic, it gives a chance to reflect on what's gone before. It's brilliant. And I think what's really lovely, again, that coherence to have seen that right from reception. So how simply it's done in reception up to look, seeing how that's done in year five and six with the use of the questioning that you've got. Um, and just tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, the, the, the sort of the imagery and the work and how you build up that story of the project as you go through, because that was lovely. Yeah, so it's not just, I mean, we say project arrows, you kind of, you envisage it, yeah. an arrow. Um, but what we have in for each different topic, so for example, in year two currently, the learning journey has actually been put on animals. So you can actually see the animal in the paws and what they will be doing throughout. We've had topics before when we had land ahoy, we've had buckets and spades and flip-flops, and that's what's been telling you what, what's coming next. So we also, around those kind of items that are on the wall, um, be it a picture or an object, um, we have kind of photographs that go around, so the children have a, a, an immediate visual grab. This is what we did. We did this in year in week one, and these are the photographs for it. Um, in year three, uh, Mr. Roberts' class, he actually uses it throughout all photographs. So it is. I think I called like it a visual. Yeah, a bit like we, a we did say Instagram. a visual spectacle. Yeah. I think was the hashtag. Yeah. So it is, it is brilliant. So every child gets taken a photograph of whilst, whilst they're doing it and it goes on this project arrow and, and yeah. it goes up on the next board. And are you quite, I'm presuming you are, but happy for teachers to be flexible with that? So if children, like you say, show an interest in a particular aspect of the learning partway through the project, are you happy for staff to sort of meander a little bit off the sort of predetermined path? Yeah, absolutely. It? I think the real strength of the projects is the fact that it does really... Um, 
apply the creativity they've got, just go back to Project Arrow, so the, the, the expectation is that they must have a Project Arrow within the classroom, but yeah. what it looks like and uh, how it's presented is entirely up to them and their children, how they want it to go. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly no, it must be done this, this, no. and this way. And that's one of the strengths yeah. of the projects. And also the staff as well, they are quite flexible and adaptable in order to shape it towards other children's needs, which is what it's all about. And I think we look at cohorts as well, don't we? So for Enchanted Woodland, when we had the year one and two doing Enchanted Woodland, one class was very much fairies, you know, and that side the of it. Aspect yeah, of the it. magical aspect. Yeah, the magical aspect of it. And then the other side was just elves, trolls. So we did literally have a fairies classroom and a trolls classroom. And, and those children said, this is what I'm interested in, in in this topic. This is what I want to learn about. So that is really kind of how the classrooms took shape, wasn't it? It was very much from the children rather than kind of us, if you like, as a team. Before we start the project as well, we do KWL grids. That's what the children know already, yeah. what they want to right. learn, obviously, at the, the so end. You do that at the end of the previous term? Yeah, so at yeah. the end of term five, for example, they would do they would finish their KWL grid for the bottoms of bile. They will then do a, really a nice K grid, yeah. K section, sorry, for Blue Abyss leading into term six, that's what we already know. Yeah, we put them on social media as well. So the parents uh -huh. also know that this is what this is what it is, um, and this is what the children are about to do, and this is what my child knows already. So if that parent says, oh, brilliant, they're going to learn about London Bridge, um, you know, let's actually look at that. Let's see if we can learn a bit about that. And that, that really helps as well, because they have got it there. there, and there Everything looks back to the website as well. Yeah. So on the class pages that we've got, uh, every term, to, when we're launching the new project, we would have a project newsletter, uh, a curriculum map to show which, which areas, uh, which subjects yeah. we covered during that project. And also like a menu choice for the homework. Yeah. So over the six weekly term, uh, they've got different choices to choose from uh, for homework for that project. Okay, well, let's just, because I've seen that in practice and it is another amazing thing. If you come to Spilsby Primary, you will see um, homework everywhere and of such a creative range and, and such an excellent quality. So tell me about your home, your sort of your journey to get to that point with homework, because it wasn't always like that. No, I no. I understand. No, not at all. I think, <laughs> I think the word journey is, is, is very applicable there. Uh, when we first started with Cornerstones, we would, similar practice to what we do now, we would have a, like a homework choice, but um, a small handful would, would, would take up and we would get uh, very minimal projects back. But, but since, since we've um, gone through the process, then children have seen what they're capable of and also equally what other children have brought in. Mm. The uptake's been great and I think every term now the, the, the standards getting better yeah. the quality is getting even even more improving and i think well, almost every child would possibly bring in a piece of homework linking with their project yeah which um because they get the choice it opens up a whole range yeah. of, of skills and, and attributes that, that kind of they like yeah. that might be a dt one or an art one or they create a writing or a math yeah. one so it, it's kind of taking their interests yeah. maybe working with you know, parents grandparents, whoever, yeah. and just doing something towards school. And what, I think they're really proud of what they bring in. What was lovely to see, if I can just give listeners an example, is the um, the project's about the digestive system. Yeah. And so if you look at one wall of homework, we've got a digestive system made from Lego, yeah. we've got a digestive system made from pasta, we've got some 3D sort of sewing design technology work, yeah. we've got T-shirts with the digestive system on, we've got all sorts of things, a complete spectrum, like you say, of, representing children's interests and talents 
Yeah. Um, the, the creativity aspect is brilliant. So I think on, on the first day of a new term, we can go off the playground and watch those come in. Exactly. Well, they're really uh, proud of what they do. Yeah, they are. I think that's that's been the crucial thing yeah. to, to making them taking more ownership of what they do do, yeah. because they, they can see what it's yeah. for. And that leads nicely on to um, parental engagement with your curriculum. And did you just tell, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's really, really turned around again um, since we've kind of changed on, onto the Cornerstones curriculum. It, it has really, really grown. Because we kick off with a big start to the project and we invite the parents in, we just we went from a handful of parents and we obviously finish all all the projects with a wow event mm. um there's not many parents yeah. that don't get to that to that wow event now they all get invited in um and it is a kind of full afternoon of doing artwork english maths um you know uh, listening to children sing listening to children read poems um playing games for the child's war uh, project we do quite a lot of war games don't we and they're, they're out on the playground playing with the children um it, it has totally turned around because the parents look forward to it don't they they're like when, when's it coming when, when when's mm. when's that day you know because i need to take the time off work or i need to try and get you know the, the younger ones being looked after because i want to be there for that afternoon um and parents that we didn't used to get in are, are literally saying what what time is it what time is it and what date can which, we come in which we is want to an see. incredible turnaround yeah it's it's brilliant and our aim is for all children to have something on the wall that belongs to them so when they do bring their parents in they can also take them to that piece of work that's on the wall and say this is mine and i did this so yeah it works really well. i think the expectation is because at the end of every project there will be an event. So they yeah. know oh, So they know that. Yeah, yeah. it's not so it's yeah. happening this term, it's right. Yeah. Particularly week six or week seven or whatever, we're in school, we're doing this, 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 this. And just the different um ways the projects have been shown off to parents has been fantastic. But when we did um mock commercial mixtures, we had an art gallery in school. So it's just proper boards with the the children's artwork, drawings, paintings, fantastic. all up to look at. Um Gods and Mortals, it was a showcase. Yeah. It's just really, really just playing on the creative skills of, of, of how they want to present the work to parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, whoever. It, it, it's been fantastic. And I also want to ask you about the beautiful, I have to say, project books, that um, system that you have in, in school. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about how you organise the children's work and the recording, what the project books are all about? So... Um, Every, every term we start with a new project book. So there's one project yeah. book per project. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So in Key Stage 2, for example, there's, there's six, so there's six in the project year, books yeah. yep. over, over the, the academic year. Um, so we start with, with the front cover, uh, linking with the projects and their interests. And that is very um, tailored to, to, to their children. They, they design it. So they, they take ownership of, of what their front cover looks like. So, so it's very much their book. Um, and then within that project book, everything goes in. Whether it's English, science, art, DT, music, because we try and link everything with the project. Because each one's got got each project's got its own uh, focus. So, for example, Mighty Metals is obviously the science focus. Yeah. So that one would be more science heavily focused, science yeah. focused. Uh, Gods and Waters is history. So when Middle East come around to do a work scrutiny, and it's all kind of a history book. Yeah, Gods and Waters, pretty much everything's in there. That's really. Yeah. help with coverage yeah. and, and tracking as well yeah. i think it really helps the parents as well when they come in on parents evening isn't it they can actually sit, so we get all their topic books out and it's like oh brilliant this is what i did in gods and mortals this is what i did in my metals yeah. you know and and it 
it is such it's quite impactful isn't it because they can see as well everything they do is linked to their topic um which just is brilliant isn't it it's a it's a really it's a really good good ground yeah. for the parents and the children and yeah and I like what you told me when we were going around Andy was that you can see straight away from the way that the children want to decorate their project books where their interests lie yeah. so um it's just a lovely way of yeah you know a non-threatening really creative way of getting to find out what the children are interested yeah. in yeah. Um, I mean for us it's all it's all about the children so it it's is all about, about what children. they want to yeah. learn yeah, and how is. they want to do it so yeah it's great so um one last question really is what's next for Spilsby in terms of your curriculum let's narrow it down I think the, the plan do review cycle is is um will carry on being ongoing um so new, as the new projects are coming out yeah so um it will be a case sit down again you know look, we've got new some new projects is there anything we want to incorporate our classrooms are becoming more immersive so we, we are looking at kind of sh we share quite a lot of um, resources at the minute don't we when the when the classrooms change around so we do need to start looking at that because a lot of our classrooms are crazy aren't they when you get all the resources in um, so we will be looking at that. Um, yeah, we're focusing quite a lot on mental health and well-being at the minute as well. So it's it's how that links in as well, and and how we can fit it in. Um, we do work really really well with with kind of our community and obviously with my role. And so we do have it's quite a large emergency service focus in this school, isn't it? We do That's get lives, yeah, lives, emails, fire. The local fire service comes in. Um, just a brilliant hands-on experience for, for the children. Um, I think every child got taught CPR, um, how to do a, a fire hose um, last year. So really, really good. We just, we do love engaging with the community. So it is how we can keep going out to our community and getting them to come in to see us as well. We, we love maintain the links we've got. And yeah. Also building yes. on that. For example, Child's War, we have really good things with the British Legion. Yeah, right. They, they, they come in. So can we, can we build on that? Can we do more with it? Uh, when we did Spirits Box of Miles, we had the dentist in. Yeah, that's right. about so I think it's just making more of the links within yeah. the town that we've got and, and beyond. Yeah. And you, you're doing an awful lot of um, sort of real world learning and feeding the yeah. children's learning back into the community as well. I mean, just explain to yeah. me what you did about the burps, bottoms and bowels and the, um, it was, it was the project that you did. Yeah, Yeah, um, So... As part of the, the, the Blood Heart project, um, years five and six wanted to do a dodgeball tournament. So, yeah, yeah, great idea. So, they kind of taken that idea and run with it. And um, they saw the, the British Heart Foundation were doing a sponsorship for. So, I thought, well, why not get sponsorship to have a dodgeball tournament? So, great, fantastic. Um, and with, with the aim of eventually um, raising enough money to get a defibrillator in school for the community. We are average size market town yeah um but there isn't a single defibrillator in town mm. um so that is yeah. what the children did so all through blood hearts just <laughs> one six-week block project yeah. um children went out raised sponsorship money and as of the last count they raised nearly a thousand pounds for the british heart foundation so uh, part of the money will go to that uh, part of the money will go towards uh, purchasing a defibrillator mm. for the school and well, not just yeah. for the school for the community as well. So it's not only sort of a, a learning legacy for the children, but you're also leaving a legacy for community as well. Yeah, it was really good actually because we had, so we had the 
dodgeball tournament in the morning, didn't we? Yeah. Um, up until lunchtime. Um, and then lives came in uh, with some brilliant uh, new um, kind of CPR dummies, if you like. Um, and they came in in the afternoon, didn't they? And taught all of our year five and six children, so nearly 70 children, how to use the DFib. So, so not only is the DFib going into the community, we're also putting 70 trained people into the community as well. Because, amazing. Yeah, because the children have all been taught. So I think for the children really, as well, really for, for them to see that their school project could end up eventually, maybe, possibly saving somebody's yeah. life. It's it's a link you couldn't really plan for. Exactly. And for them to come up with the idea initially to have all the time dodgeball tournament, yeah. let's raise money and let's get this. It's it's, it's brilliant. It's we we kicked off that project as well by going over to secondary school and doing heart dissection as well. Fantastic. Really really really, really brave children. Really brave. <laughs> <laughs> really brave children. Who squeaked? Um, yeah. Um, well, so. But, with the secondary yeah, school. But, so, lab. Yeah. Yeah. To see those hearts, kind of yes, they were pigs' hearts, but. But to see that heart kind of in your hands and to touch and to feel it and, and, we'll and forget to be up close. No, and then they finish their whole tournament off by saying, this is how I'm going to save a heart, mm. hopefully, if you know. So really, really good. Really, really good. I think just yeah. their, their plans for the school as well. Because um, when we did Road Trip USA, we would have like a traditional American campfire. So we went into our nature lands yeah. and roasted marshmallows with a, kind of a makeshift fire pit. Health and safety. Yeah. Um, so, so can, we, can we have a proper one? So as part of the plan for next year, is that can, can we make more of the the outdoor space that we do have in order to have almost a, a proper fire pit and, and do more with what we've got? So when Road Trip USA comes around again, we've got the fire pit there ready to use. I think the kids all know, if they come to us and say, this would be a really good idea, they, they do know that we've listened to them. And, and within... You know, within months, weeks, you know, it's there, isn't it? And so they're like, oh, that was my idea. And now I've got it at my school. And, and actually, even when I leave year six, it's still going to be there. Right. So our nature land was designed by our year three, four, four years ago. And, you know, every year it gets better with different topics that we do. So it, it does grow and it, it grows by the children's ideas, doesn't it? As well. Well. Now you probably see some fairy doors that we use for enchanted woodlands. Yeah. The fire pit from a trip USA. Frozen Kingdom's been down there for temperature, so it, it's it's a real great resource. Yeah. So sort of developing that for the curriculum uh, would be a real winner. So I think we're going to wrap it up there, okay. but I would just like to finish by saying that I've thoroughly enjoyed um, coming to Spilsby today, meeting yourselves and the children, who, by the way, were delightful, um, seeing all the fantastic work. Um, and if uh, our listeners want to follow you on Twitter yeah, to see Twitter. what you're doing, yeah. what, can you just want to give your Twitter? That's Spilsby Primary. 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 And you also have an Instagram. Yeah, that is Spilsby Primary Academy. <laughs> Fantastic. Academy. Yeah. Um, so people can see examples of your brilliant work. Thank you very much, Thank both you. of you, for <laughs> a wonderful uh, morning here at Spilsby. And uh, thank you for listening.